Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hi, Changemaker. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Holly Rustic with Grant Writing and Funding, and I'm here to teach you how to write competitive grants to increase funding for nonprofits while also providing coaching and strategic guidance for you who want to earn a profitable living as a grant writer from the comfort of your own home. All right, guys, so we are talking about fundraising. We have amazing things going on in this podcast. And if you did not catch last week, please make sure you do. We have Beauty Camacho talking about fundraising tips. Um, She is the founder of Fund Forte, and she has some great free downloadables for you. And really goes all about, you know, this is the simplest way to raise just a little bit of cash. Just do this. And she has the way to, to lead you through the process step by step. And also, it could even be securing a lot of funds through these huge fundraisers. So she talks about the little ones, the medium ones, the large ones, and how to actually look at fundraising. This will take a lot of the stress and worry and overwhelm out of fundraising. All right, and now we're going to tune in to Matt Hugs today, and he is founder of Nonprofit.Courses. So if you have not visited his website, please do. He has a plethora of free courses from like I think he has well over 30 experts, probably more than that actually now, that have courses and teachings and podcasts and all kinds of things available for free on his website. I have stuff on there too. Yay. So please check me out. And it's really great because we as nonprofit experts can also connect with one another. So we all kind of stay in our own lanes with doing different things. So of course I talk about grants, but there's people there that talk about fundraising. There's people there that talk about marketing for um, nonprofits. So there's so much information. So please do check that out. It was really cool because Matt actually, he contacted me well over a year ago because he found me on YouTube and he's just curating all of these different experts. So we had a coffee Zoom chat and got to know each other. And he is such an amazing guy. Like, love what he's doing. He has such a heart for it. And he has the expertise. Just a little sneak peek. He's going to talk about his CIA acronym, which is really fun, and his one-to-one for one. Now what? You're going to hear all about that today in today's episode. So let me just go ahead and introduce him. But before I get into that, I just want to give a shout out because, you know, you guys leave a review. I want to make sure I share it with everybody else (laughs) and with you. So just as a big thank you for taking your time and leaving a review on iTunes. Um, So this is from LadyE0414. Oh, these handles. Love them. (laughs) So she says, and absolutely love this podcast. I am new to subscribing and I have learned so much in just a few episodes. The material will help our nonprofits so much. So thank you so much, Lady E041415. I'm so glad that you're finding the podcast and the episodes beneficial for your nonprofit. All right, guys. So as we go into this episode today, let's just go ahead and introduce Matt. Matt is president and founder of Nonprofit.Courses an on-demand, online, and very cost-effective, many of them are free as I mentioned, (laughs) educational resource for nonprofit leaders, staff, board members, and volunteers. He's the author of the Guide to Nonprofit Consulting and teaches nonprofit management at several universities via the web and in person in the United States, Africa, Asia, and Europe. 
Matt's past work includes fundraising for universities and nonprofits. He has a bachelor's degree from Juanita College and an MA in philanthropy and development from St. Mary's University of Minnesota. All right, guys, so without further ado, let's go ahead and listen to Matt. Hello, and welcome to Grant Writing and Funding. I'm your host, Holly Rustic, and I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. And I have an amazing guest today, and that is Mr. Matt Hug, and he is the founder and president of Nonprofit.Courses. This is amazing. It's an amazing business. It's also an amazing website, which you, as you guessed, nonprofit.courses, that's the URL. So please do check it out. This guy is amazing. We've been in contact now for about yeah. a year, I guess. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So thank you so much for coming to the show. And um, oh. you know, I'm already excited to hear everything you're doing with nonprofit.courses because I know it's grown like exponentially and I know all the listeners and viewers out there are really going to find a lot of value because there's tons of free content for nonprofits. There so really thank is. Thank you so yeah. much for being on the show, Matt. Thanks for oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I really uh, was looking forward to it. I love, you know, talking about nonprofits and talking, of course, about the website and all that, but there's all sorts of things that uh, interest me and in, in not only what you do, but, you know, how it fits into to the nonprofit world, how we can help folks. So, Absolutely. Yay. <laughs> All right. And thank you for the time zone difference too. Over here on Guam, we, we know it's our morning. So thank you for being accommodating. I know it's your night in Philadelphia. So yeah, we're, we're kind of talking halfway around the world right now, which is really Yeah, you're, you're there with your coffee ready to go. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, coffee. <laughs> I'll be up till one hour if I have coffee. So. <laughs> You'll be up all night. I know. So yeah, so this is exciting. You'll you'll drink your tea and I'll drink my coffee. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, and just to kind of backstory a little bit for, for you guys out there that are listening and viewing, like I said, we've we've been in contact for about a year. Matt found me on YouTube actually and was like, Hey, yeah. I'm developing this website, um, or I've been developing it and looking for our different experts in the nonprofit field and came across the grant writing stuff that I do. So he invited yeah. me to be a part of, of his group. So I'm actually, you'll, if you look at nonprofit.courses for the grant writing and funding for Holly Rustic, all of my stuff is also there and I'm one yep. of the grant writing experts. So that's been great. great. Content expert. Yeah, content it. expert. I love it. And you have 40 plus other content experts, 60 yeah. subject areas, 300 plus free courses, like yep. it is absolutely amazing um, yeah. just to coordinate stuff. So yeah, let's get into it. Like first, I know you guys are all going to hop over there, nonprofit.courses, but let's listen to Matt's story and why he started it. I would love to, for you to share a little bit about why you started nonprofit courses. Yeah, and, like, sure. What led you there. Yeah. Well, okay. So it was really, I don't want to say accidental, but it certainly felt like, you know, I was kind of going in a direction that was, was not what I originally intended. Uh, so I, uh, I mean, the, the very short story was I was looking for a, a URL on GoDaddy. You know, they have the good engine. You can go search around for stuff. And a couple of queries showed up with a dot courses, TLD, as they call it, top level domain, like .org and .com, right? These are the new ones. I thought, oh, that's interesting. I don't imagine anybody's taking a nonprofit. I'll just try it out. Click, 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 click. You know, <laughs> no, <laughs> it was like, okay, you know, I, and it wasn't a huge amount of money. I was like, click, done, bought, <laughs> right? And because I was at the time playing around with creating some of my own courses, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I've been teaching in nonprofit management in uh, academia for about 12 or 13 years. Started, you know, it's, when you get into that, it's, and a lot of people ask me this, so I might as well just kind of tell them how, how it might work for them. Think of it like minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or uh, you, you start out at doing things like your local community college, your local high school community ed courses, right? And, and you do seminars at um, like AFP for me, Association of Fundraising Professionals or CASE, right? The higher ed group. And, and you know, you kind of get to know uh, how you work that way. But, uh, and then it's really have the opportunities opening up in front of you. So I did, I think, a, a couple of uh, community college things, and then that took me to an academic community college course, as opposed to like a night school, uh, like a um, community ed thing, right? It was mm-hmm. a four-credit course. And then a combination of networking. So I was a member of a couple of networking groups. Uh, we have one here in Philadelphia that is just for nonprofit consultants. Oh, and wow. I was, uh, and the fellow who was in it happened to be the director of the program at a local university whose person who taught that their fundraising course had just left. And I have a degree, right, I have a degree in philanthropy and development, a master's degree from St. Mary's University in Minnesota, one of the first in the country. And I uh, was qualified to teach. And, and it was so much like, uh, like baseball, you had to actually go for tryouts. <laughs> you, had to, you had to teach in front of a class so they could see that you could actually do this. And, and I did. And then you know, it kind of took from there. And so that course led to another school. One of my uh, uh, students from there was part of another network group that uh, he was connected to somebody at the University of Pennsylvania. So... I was recommended for uh, a teaching slot there because, again, the person was leaving, so I was able to pick that one up. And I've done some guest lecturing at, at Villanova, at Drexel, a couple of online places. So where all this came down to was I started getting used to doing online, like, video courses. And and, and that uh, said, I said, well, you know, I can take some of my notes and some other things and all and, you know, kind of reconfigure stuff and make my a couple of, like, short courses and then finding the URL, and then saying to myself, you know, I'm not the only one who would want to be on this. And now, among the 500 courses I have, and like you said, more than 300 are free, I probably have like 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very small percentage of the courses. Yeah, uh, right. like, it's not, join it, me. <laughs> right, it's not the Matt show. <laughs> Uh, and most of my courses are made for people who are consultants who want to learn about consulting. Uh, although I do have some other things in there, like uh, fundraising. I mean, my, my background was charitable gift fundraising since uh, the 19, I guess the, the uh, 1980s, really, um, uh, through uh, till the early 2000s, uh, largely for universities and for a couple other groups. That's so. amazing. So you had these adjunct positions or were you full time anywhere? At all? Uh, I, well, as close as I came was an affiliate faculty member, oh, yeah. <laughs> which, which, which is uh, kind of like if you're in the enlisted rank and then you just get into the officer corps at the very bottom. <laughs> that's kind of what it, uh, what it was like where it wasn't a full teaching load it wasn't tenured or anything like that right. yeah yeah but you, yeah. but this, I love what this has done for you is you know yeah. all of a sudden 
you had more adjunct positions. So then this is, you know, it, in the online world, like you said, like that's kind of forced you then to learn how to do these courses. And we were joking because yeah. before we started today, you were like playing around with your lighting and you're like, I oh, want yeah. to the 1980s. <laughs> my, my photography lighting. Like, and so it's really cool. Like someone like you who's been in this, this niche for so long that can bring that knowledge and just that, that experience, you know, to the table. People are doing it just right out of the gate right now. So, I mean, you can do that. Oh. But I love that you bring that to the table too, to be like, you know, there's a lot that you can share on that. Oh yeah. Well, and, and, and I love doing it. I mean, honestly, I really found uh, that you know, fundraising for me was mm -hmm. teaching. It was teaching somebody who didn't know about a program, who, but who had an interest in that area, what we were doing and how, and they, I saw how their love for whatever project we were working on was developing and, and I would be able to show them more and, and all this. And, and that was so, and I've been teaching since I was like in high school for things. So yeah. it, it just kind of came out. And now with the internet, being able to really explode this out and, and reach so many people. It's, it's just great. It's a lot of fun for me. I get little toys like my green screen back here. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging from the wall. This way you don't see my messy office. Uh, You're like, you want me to pop up my green screen? I was like, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, who knows, maybe you'll put, the, put a new background behind me when we, yeah. Yeah, people will see a green screen behind me. But um, no, it's, uh, it, it's been good. And I've learned a lot too. I, what is it? Uh, Daniel Pink, uh, Mastery Autonomy Purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've, this has been a, a great learning curve on how to develop websites and how to uh, work with content and all that and uh, autonomy because it's my own thing and purpose because it, it really feeds into, I really firmly believe that nonprofits need all the help they can get and, and that they, I, I'm doing, for example, I'm doing a program right now, uh, one for Microsoft, one for, I've done one for Salesforce and one for Avanade coming up. And they, these, they want to connect into nonprofits. They want to learn about what nonprofits are so they can help move them forward. Right. And I'm so thrilled to be, to be part of that, you know, yeah. to, to teach them those basics. To, and for me, it's like learning uh, what nonprofits are like in the UK and in France and in Germany and all that. So, yeah. That's so it, it, cool. I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's really yeah, neat. Some time zones, I got that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's, that's really interesting because that's something I also talk about, right, is as far as knowing the foundation, but a lot of times the foundation, they need to be educated as well. And, you know, so because I, I see sometimes like a foundation, they'll see a lot of applications coming in for grants, right? And then right. instead of like staying with their, okay, our $5,000 floor, right? Like we're going to give away at least $5,000 up to $20,000 or whatever for a grant. They start seeing all these applications come in. So they want to help more of the community. Yeah. So then they give out a bunch of $1,000 grants. And that makes them, oh, we're spreading the wealth. And as a grant writer and working with nonprofits, I'm like, oh, that actually hurts them because they did all this work to come up with a project for $5,000. And now yeah. they only have $1,000 to spend and they can't actually even meet the aim or the objective or the goal of the project they developed with $1,000. So you've yeah, just made to, it kind of impossible for them. You know? you to, at that point, then you have to start figuring out where they're getting more money from and how they're going to make it sustainable and the whole thing. 
yeah, yeah and, and it kind of. I mean, we could talk about, and I'm happy to if you want to talk about uh, grant proposals. Because <laughs> 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 um, I, I, one of the classes I, I've taught is in grant proposal writing, and, and I had an opportunity to interview the head of the Novo Nordisk Foundation in uh, New Jersey. Very cool. And, mm-hmm. Uh, which is what is fascinating is that they are actually owned by a, I think it's Danish uh, nonprofit, huh. just like Hershey Foods, right, is owned by the Hershey Trust, which is a nonprofit. So you know, seventy-seven percent of every candy bar you buy uh, goes and helps the kids at the Milton Hershey School. <laughs> well, wow, they really need to market that better. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> But what? Um, uh, but but she was really good in telling me that, and and I wanted to convey across to folks that that you know these people are they're normal people. You don't throw them up on a pedestal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have jobs. They get graded on how well they select folks who are funding them. And our job as applicants is to make their life easier. Yeah. Because if, if we make their life easier, they're more inclined to connect with our project and want to fund it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. How that comes. But stuff like that, you know, um, I, I think we all get caught in our bubble. And when you're working in a nonprofit, you want to work, you know, with the homeless or, or in some environmental group or, or you want to deal with, you know, education, whatever it is, and you get caught in that mission bubble. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that, except mm-hmm. that to be able to, uh, you need to be able to do more than that. Uh, and, and connect uh, yourself out to other resources, either whether it's in marketing or HR or accounting, so that you can actually carry forward your mission uh, yeah. from that bubble. So uh, true. So and that's true. what the website's all about, is helping people kind of get out of their bubble a little bit and connect into these other areas that are going to help them move their mission forward. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's so important. And I like there's such a diversity of the different types of uh, courses and content expert that you have listed and that that are accessible then to people. And it's just basically like the way I look at nonprofit.courses is that you've went out into the world and have curated, you know, yeah. people like specialists that, and then you've kind of wrapped it around with your vast knowledge, you know, of nonprofits to say, what, what do they really need? What are, what are they really looking at? What are wraparound services that I can provide for them, you know. Well, I'm still looking, uh, and I will tell you, I mean, that's, that's an important point. So it tends to be a little fundraising heavy because that's where my world is, right? Right, And besides yeah. which, you know, no, no money, no mission. So, you yeah. know, I can do that, right? But, uh, but I still um, look for people who are providing things that either I don't have on the site because I just haven't found a good one for whatever that is, mm-hmm. or that folks normally don't talk to nonprofits about. For example, well, one of my rules is that everything has to be nonprofit related. Mm-hmm. However, I kind of stretch that a little bit because I have a really good series on there about working with millennials. Oh, wow, and, that's and, true. I haven't yeah, seen that. And, I haven't seen that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and so one of the and and by the way, the other thing too is that they're short. Uh, I find that a lot of short videos. My definition, of course, is kind of flexible too it's not like all eight hour kind of stuff or more or academic courses it could be like a two minute video on like five tips on how to work with your boss mm-hmm. that kind of thing but there is no specific targeted how to work with millennials in the nonprofit workplace that i have found somebody finds one pop me a note <laughs> right but uh, so uh, but it's a really important thing to to address because that's uh you know the boomer generation is going away 
and somebody has to take their place. Mm -hmm. So I want to include content like that, things that you're not going to find people addressing directly into nonprofits necessarily, but that is important for nonprofits to have. Yeah. So you collect all that. Yeah. That's good. That's, I like that it's targeted. Even my friend um, Steve Vick, I don't know if he's on there or not. I don't think so, no. but he does. Um, yeah, you might think about him. So he does. Um, so shout out to him. He runs Nonprofit Ally podcast, and he also specializes in crowdfunding for nonprofits. So very oh, specific. Yeah. yeah. So right. doing, yeah, because a lot of people, you know, they think Kickstarter or whatever, or they think business with crowdfunding. So he really focuses on how to tell your story through a nonprofit. Kind right. Of, Thank you. Know, you. Yeah, because so many of those are, are simply buckets. Yeah. And, and folks say, oh, well, the, the bucket's going to do the work. No. <laughs> it's not at all. Yeah. You have to do all the steps to make the bucket happen. It's like I, I, I talk about in one of my classes something called passive giving, passive solicitation, mm -hmm. which is that if you're here in Philadelphia, you know Wawa, but everybody knows 7-Eleven, right? Uh -huh. uh, and so it's the, it's the coin jar on the countertop. Yeah. Or yep. it's the big steel clothing bin that collects clothing or the eyeglass box from the Lions Club or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the device itself does the asking. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's passive. It, it's soliciting a gift passively. Now, it, there's actually more to it than just putting out a box. Because once you got 30 boxes out, I had somebody, oh, I love one of my class. we talked about this in one of my classes, and she was saying, you know, we collect coins from mall fountains and at least where we are a lot of malls shopping malls have fountains and people throw their picture money and sometimes there's even a sign that says you know this money goes to whatever cause right mm -hmm. well somebody's got to scrape scrape all that up usually with a, with a squeegee and a pair of you know rubber boots right <laughs> and get all those coins out yeah. and she said yeah we take the coins to our office the executive director's office is big enough and has carpet and we laid all these coins on the floor so they dry out overnight. We run fans on them because oh you can't gosh. take a stack of wet money to the bank. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's so, yeah, but that's so typical. Like that's like the behind the scenes of nonprofits that you don't think yeah. about. You know? Well, exactly. And everybody thinks, oh, those coin canisters, they're great. You know, but there's so much that happens behind it. Just like in crowdfunding, there's yeah. so much that happens behind that. Uh, that folks need to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that though. Yeah. Cause it's like, who's going to pick up the clothes, you know, and who's going to sort through mm -hmm. them. Cause I work with a oh. lot of nonprofits that have thrift stores and a lot of times they're like, man, they're just dumping their garbage to us. We can't sell this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, they have to go through it. So there is a lot of that, you know, thinking, Oh, you're donating and doing a good job. But you know, even for us who, who donate, you know, it's to really be more conscious of how we do that. So yeah. I think that's really important to say because then that they are having to pay overhead and they are, you know, it's not just oh. maybe some of those donations are actually going towards specific funding to help with that capacity to pick up the coins or dry them out or whatever. Yeah, know? exactly. So, right. Yeah. Because somebody's got to do that. Well, one of the thrift store actually that my wife worked at for a while was a, uh, they had a bin in the back. They only did clothing. Mm -hmm. And in the back uh, was a bin that a company would come buy bulk textiles from them. Mm -hmm. And so anything they couldn't use got thrown in that bin. And that kind of funded some of the other things that were going on there. Who would know that there is a market for bulk textiles that they recycle into other things? Oh, that's really <laughs> cool. I like, that's almost like a, a circular economy, right? Like to yeah. 
yeah, that's really, that's neat. Yeah. yeah. Who can buy that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get more into the nonprofit doc courses, I know we've been kind yeah. of talking with it a little bit, but um, yeah, I want to okay. talk a little bit more about your your expertise and your background because that's oh. something I don't talk about a lot on this show. So as far mm -hmm. as the charitable giving and just the fundraising in general, so we focus a lot on grants, we do a lot of like capacity, but this is a different kind of funding. So I would love for you to share with people like just some tips or some challenges or you know okay. like yeah. <laughs> what you got <laughs> there or they're thinking of okay how do i how do i start a giving program like well there's there, there's some basic stuff that that and and one of the um in fact i just did a seminar the other day on on like the very basic things you need to know about fundraising mm -hmm. and one of the and it's common to all fundraising and one of them is what, what i call is cia right so it's capacity interest access if you don't have all three of those, you're not getting a gift. You know, Bill Gates has capacity, and he might like computers, but if you don't have access to Bill Gates, you're not getting money. You have to have all three, and, and, and that's what prospect research is about. That's what uh, being all your fundraising cycle, I mean, that's the other part, you know, folks might know, see the, this little diagram of the fundraising cycle, right? Or it was identification, engagement, cultivation, solicitation, stewardship, right? Well. This, the the cult, the solicitation I, I when I do my classes it's like you know what twenty seconds if you're if you you're talking slow if you're asking somebody it's going to take you twenty seconds to get out of your mouth right <laughs> that's the part that people are afraid of and, and they, oh, yeah, yeah I, I can't do fundraising well they're afraid of that twenty second part oh can you can you pick up the phone and call Bob and have him in for a tour of the place oh sure I'd be glad to do that. Mm -hmm. Can you, you know, introduce me to so-and-so? Uh, oh, yeah, I'd be glad to do it. Oh, tell me what you think of so-and-so because, you know, they, they'd be interested. Oh, yeah, well, they'll talk. That's all fundraising, too. They don't mm -hmm. think of it that way. Right. <laughs> right? They're thinking of that, you know, 20 seconds tops of, of and the, you know, really terrible silence that comes after the words mm -hmm. uh, where there's all those other things. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, so something I actually kind of came up with, uh, I have to say myself, uh, that I use in my classes is, uh, okay, anybody ask you, here, this is the, your, your listeners and your viewers can, can uh, say this, this is the, the secret takeaway of the class, right? Okay, so get ready <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm interested, what's the secret? Oh, that's right, right. It, there is a formula for, an actual mathematical formula for fundraising. Ooh, what is it? I'm writing this yeah. down, guys. I'm <laughs> I know, really, write it down, right. Okay, write down one, the number one, two, number two, number one, slash, and the number four, and then one. Okay. One, two, one, four, one. Uh-huh. Right. All fundraising is one to one, me to you, for the person we're going to be helping. Oh, I love that. That's cute. Yeah, so but really. For one, yeah. For one. Because what the whole point is to take yourself out of it. People are so reluctant to say, oh, I, I don't want to ask because I feel like I'm begging. No, you know what begging is? Begging is one-to-one -one for me. Oh, that's good. Right? Yeah, it. begging is I'm asking you for me, not I'm asking you for that other person there. Right. So if you take yourself out of the equation, now it becomes our partnership to help whatever person, whatever cause that we're looking to do. Mm -hmm. and, and it kind of relaxes people in, yeah. into that. 
uh, it makes them feel like you know yeah you know it's a, and and honestly <laughs> it's not about you <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not yeah I, I love that too because i always say you know just think of the mission think of what you're accomplishing you know yeah like you said like the four one like what is this really for? You know, because people do like you're so right. Like people get hung up on that solicitation part oh, of it. You know, yeah. it's really, really difficult for people to do. So, but when you go back and you say, yeah, but like, like, let's just look at the mission and see what you're raising the money for. And let's focus on that, that, that part of it, that story. And then they're like, okay. And they kind of relax a little bit. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, yeah. a lot of people nonprofits don't get themselves into the head of the people who are receiving their, their services. Right. And that makes a big difference. That helps in that for one part. They, mm -hmm. they think, you know, it, it, there's somebody else that you don't want to be part of. And it's like, no, no, no. You know, like I had a, a student um, a few years ago who uh, lived outside of Washington, D.C. She said, well, I can't be in class next weekend. And I said, okay, you're not a problem. She said, I'm going to be homeless this weekend. Okay, what's going on? <laughs> you lose your lease, right? No, her, the organization she works with, Go now, and she knows she can't do it perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. But they go on the streets and live a homeless life for a weekend so that they can experience it, at least get a little closer to the people they serve. Not, I mean, literally, but also in their head so oh, that wow. they can experience that rejection if they ask for money. Uh, mm -hmm. The looks that the people give them, you know, the, the, the abuse that some folks give right. them literally for, uh, for just being, you know, existing, but not being quite, you know, in place where they should. Now that would, and that, that would really get you in the headspace. That would be it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that comes down to something else that I, we talk about a lot in my classes, which is that, you know, we don't, I was thinking, boy, I just like drained. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, cause I'm thinking the one after that. Well, anyhow, so let's hear another thing we talk about and I'll come back to the other, is that they, um, that businesses, oh, I know, vetting, okay? Um, so one of the most important functions of a nonprofit that we don't think about mm -hmm. is actually approving the people who receive your money, uh, who receive the mission, the purpose of the mission. You mean the solicitations or? No, I'm sorry, the other side of that. The people, that, what I call the mission recipients, whether you call oh, okay. them clients, students, beneficiaries, the, yeah. The, yeah, beneficiaries, you know, whatever, right? right? They actually, because, let's go back to GoFundMe. Yeah. In Philadelphia here, you, it, people, it, just, it doesn't take much to go back and find this. Uh, just Google it, right? There was uh, a fella who supposedly helped a woman on I-95, which is a major highway here in the city, goes up and down the coast, who had car problems. And he, that, so the story went, gave her his last $20. He was homeless so that she could go get help and get her car off the highway and get rescued, right? Mm -hmm. And the woman and her boyfriend put together this massive GoFundMe. They, they raised more than $400,000. Wow. It was a total scam. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and now we have a, an incredible homeless organization here in Philadelphia called Project Home. And the whole purpose, behind Project Home and all these others is to say, yes, this, this is a legitimate situation. You know, it all, it all works, right? And that this person is deserving of the funds or whatever, you know, and the whole thing happens. So um, they do that vetting process to make Any nonprofit does. Yes. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, they really but, do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really that's do. part of it. And we never think of that as part of the mission of a nonprofit is to actually approve the people who are getting benefit of their services. Right, right. And that makes a big difference. Uh, the other thing I was going to tell you was um, that uh, a lot of folks also don't understand that the difference between a, one of the major differences between a nonprofit and a for-profit is I will give you like a pencil. We'll coat right through the screen here. I'll give you a pencil. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then um, it, it, you give me a nickel and we're done. That's a business transaction. Whereas a nonprofit, uh, my mission is to make sure that you're not pencil deprived. So I give you a pencil, but then I turn to somebody else and say, can you pay for that pencil? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now we've complicated the whole thing because we've brought three entities into the situation instead of two. Humans don't deal well with anything more than one, two. You know, one, two is what we really do well with. Suddenly now we have three. We don't know what to do with it. Who is the customer, right, in this situation? How do we treat it at all? So in a lot of respects, nonprofit people can feel good that their world is much more complicated than business. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much more complicated. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, just, just by the simple fact of who you identify as the customer and who isn't and how that works out. Yeah. Yeah, I like that though. I mean, that's that's a lot of what nonprofits do is, you know, foundations, and that's what they say. We have our priority. We want to give money out. We want to help this. Uh, and then nonprofit comes in and they say, "Hey, we know how to do that. Just give us the money. Just fund the money through us, so we can do your well, mission for you." You know. So. Well, okay. So what what I I like to say is that the nonprofit is the arms and the legs of mm -hmm. the foundation. Yeah. Absolutely. Because the foundation. Okay, this is a really terrible, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble on this one. I know that. <laughs> but the, only, the, the only people in, in all of film that I, I, I've seen make um, uh, dismemberment funny was Monty Python. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Holy Grail, right? I'm going to bite your legs off. <laughs> exactly, right. You know the scene, right? You know the scene. <laughs> right. So, but, but think of it, the foundation is kind of like that, you know, it, it, it is powerless without somebody being able to come in and do its thing for it to match that mission because they, all they have is the money. They don't have the means, the arms and the legs to carry that out. Right. Yeah. And nor do they yeah. want that necessarily. They don't. No, they, they're right. like, that's not our mission. Like our mission is to raise yeah. money. We got it. But you know, now we want you to do this for us. We want, and that's, that right. works. That is a really good thing because everyone kind of like stays in their lane, you know what I mean? And does their thing and it really yeah. does work. So, um, I love this. All right. So let's go back to your CIA acronym here. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, so the C again, was that cultivating relationships? No, capacity, interest, capacity. access. Okay. Capacity, interest. Interest. And access. Interest, like, okay. Or, and, and, no, and, and not assets, access. Asset, access, no, yes. It's like, okay, so let's think of it this way. If you're sending a uh, direct mail piece mm -hmm. and for $25, all right, you, does the person have $25 to give to you? Mm -hmm. That's capacity. Do right. they care about the cause to which you are, for which you're asking? That's interest. Do you have their address to put on the envelope? That's access. access. I love that. That's great. So once you have those three pronged kind of approach, that approach, then you can say this is pretty solid to go after as far as. Well, whether it's direct mail or whether it's major gifts, because in major gifts, 
it's you know, you're doing prospect research, you're checking databases, right? And I always like to start with interest. Not a lot of people. Oh well, it's all about capacity to a point. But if you give money out or, or you're soliciting, I don't know if you ever got a go what's called a go away gift, right? Mm -hmm. Which is something like, hey, what do you need? Oh, uh, here's a hundred bucks, just go away, right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, if if somebody loves you, they will figure out how to make that hundred dollars, a hundred thousand dollars or 10,000 or whatever. Even if they don't have the capacity for doing that themselves, they'll find other people to help them out and do that if they really, really love you. Yeah. If they don't yeah. care, you're getting 10, 100 bucks, whatever, after you've asked for 1,000 or 10,000 or whatever, just so you go away. Mm -hmm. So I like to start with interest because that's where people can get motivated. And then we go start seeking capacity based uh, after that. Of course, mm -hmm. and then you have to be able to get to them, whether it's, and a major gift that's picking up the phone or shaking their hand or direct mail. It's, you know, an address or email. It's an email address or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those are great. Yeah. I mean, interest, I think is key too, like you're saying, because you need to make sure that they even care about what you're doing. And yeah. if they don't, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, you know them, they're your neighbor or whatever. <laughs> you have that direct access, you know, or, yeah. and they have a million dollars or if they don't really care about what you're doing you're not going to get that funding, you know, if you can no. convince them, like, it just doesn't matter. So that's, well, that in, is in grant important. work. It's in grant work. It's going to the, the directories and the research and saying, does their mission match yours? Mm -hmm. Exactly. We always you know? start with interest as well. And then right. you look at, okay, how much do they have, you know, and then it's that access, like, how do we get a hold of them? Do we have to write a grant or a letter of interest or a letter? Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it is um, like, how to kind of break through that, but that's like the, the last thing, not the first thing, you know? Right. So that's, that's interesting to look at it that way. So I like that. That acronym is very applicable across yeah. nonprofit funding. <laughs> <laughs> Dre, you need the CIA to get money. I won't forget it. And the one, two, one, four, one. That's so cool. So um, yeah, yeah. But let's just go ahead and look at, so any kind of, major challenges that you see that, you know, maybe people in the nonprofit world have at getting funding? Like, how do they do their, especially let's think of like fundraising, because that's your cap. Yeah. Like, what are some major challenges and how can they kind of, you give us some idea, but how can they kind of overcome, like maybe some really- Well, I mean, okay, so you, you've, you've already, you have identified the, the challenge right there, even though you didn't say the words. Mm -hmm. Most of the problem behind fundraising is comfort. Okay. It's just plain and simple. This is why folks love to go to, you know, the, the latest technology. I mean, my career is long enough, right, that I remember when folks, were, oh, fax machine. So we're going to send faxes and they'll send money back to us, right? I mean, really, we said that. Email was a big thing, right? And, and you know, social media and now, you know, the GoFundMe's and the Kickstarters of the world and all that, right? Everybody's looking for that little thing that's going to make it better. Honestly, no. <laughs> it's I mean, direct mail is still strong for a reason, right? Humans are tactile, we're a tactile species, but, but there's, no, it, it's really a matter of getting out of ourselves and focusing on the mission. Mm -hmm. And it really it is back to that one to one for one. A book I'd recommend to folks, even if they are not in a faith-based program or anything like that, is Henry Nowen. He was a, I believe, a Rappist monk, he was a monk, Catholic monk, N-O-U-W-E-N, H-E-N-R-I, Henry Nowen, and it's the spirituality of fundraising, which basically talks about how 
as a fundraiser, you are an advisor, somebody who, who helps the person solve their problems mm -hmm. by offering a means through which to do that. And that's really important because, you know, people who have means, people who don't have means, they're, you know, folks are folks, right? Yeah, yeah. We all have a lot of common problems. We like to focus on the things that are different, but, but you know, they have children that have problems. They have parents that have problems. They, you know, the whole thing that anybody has, right? And being able to, to talk about what makes them joyful, how you can help bring some of that to their life by, by their getting engaged in something that you have that they're interested in. You know, that's where you start. Again, back to that interest thing, connecting them to what their interest is, and eventually hearing somebody say, gosh, what do I need to do to make this happen? Whether that's, you know, $25 or $25,000, you know, they, that, that they have that feeling that they want to connect. So I think getting, getting out of your own skin and looking at it from the donor's point of view and making it a one-to-one -one conversation where you're really trying to help them with their problem mm -hmm. uh, it's while you're helping your mission recipient is really important. I love um, that. And we'll definitely, well, I'll uh, share that, the book in the show notes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. It's, it's, uh, it's really good. I think because most of you, you pay for it is like 15 bucks, but I think it's like you can get them on Amazon for like a buck and a half. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. I know Amazon. So, yeah. yeah. So it sounds really interesting though, because yeah, that's true. It's like, how do you, it's getting out of yourself. Basically what you're saying is a lot of it, you know, we get into like these ego things or whatever it is. Like you get yeah, or, or, think, or trying to rely on that latest technology that's yeah. going to do the job for you that you're not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. But you know, there, there is not, rarely anything new under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the technology really makes it faster for us. It doesn't make it easier or any or the process any different. Right. So you got to go through that same process, which your friend, I'm sure, you know, uh, talks about where you can't just put the bucket out there and say, okay, we got a Kickstarter page, come fund it, right? Yeah. You got to go through the process of letting people know, of ha having people get engaged with it. Of, of telling your story through, you know, videos and all that. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, that's good, thought, solid fundraising. Mm -hmm. That back yeah. to that storytelling. That's yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Now oh. let's talk a little bit. Let's go back to the nonprofit courses because that oh, yeah. kind of information, just like Matt's been talking about today, different content information. You can see how varied this can be and it can go off in mm. different areas, right? And different tips and everything. So you can definitely check out nonprofit.courses and now there, there's, to this. Mm -hmm. Now there's something, a couple things I want to point out. I yeah. think it would be very helpful. First of all, you don't have to, there's no membership, no sign up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, really what the, except for the ones that I have of my own and a few others that people I've kind of partnered and helped folks out by putting one up for them. Most of those courses link directly to the website of the provider. So yeah. your courses go right to your stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, folks, well, gee, Matt, you know, this is really great. How do you make any money on this? Mm -hmm. Two things. First of all, you'll see a number of courses out there that are paid courses. And uh, for just about all of them, I, uh, there's an affiliate fee that usually is not, um, it doesn't make the course any more money at the other end, it, but it's nice that folks, you know, somebody actually buy a course and the, the purchase courses are really good. I mean, the, the free courses are good. The purchase courses are really good and they're usually longer and more in depth. And uh, a little bit of that comes back to help the site. 
that's another way. The other thing is, honestly, it's just eyeballs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the more people who go to the site, so click early and often, uh, and then the, eventually this it's just like a television model. You know, you get more viewers, you get more people into the site, and I'll, uh, I'm approaching folks in the nonprofit world who want to make connections with people out there who are uh, in uh, the nonprofit space who uh, want, to, want their advertising seat. You know, who have a software product to offer, some accounting thing, or something you know that makes it uh, makes nonprofit life easier, and they want to advertise their product. Um, I, I, it will always be about education, but the advertising is going to pay for how that comes about. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just so uh, folks know that I, I really want to be upfront and uh, and transparent about you know the the model because right. I don't want people to think that there's something. Weird. Believe me, I am not sophisticated enough, at least right now, to have anything <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> I love that. No, I love how humble you are because you just approached me and you're like, hey, do you want to put your stuff up here? You know, I'm just trying to attract more more viewers too and, you know, get more people onto nonprofit.courses. And if you have anything for free and you want to share it or even paid, whatever, you know, let, let's do it. Yeah. So I was like, Sure, because for me too, it's like those people that maybe go to nonprofit.courses, maybe they don't they don't know me, right? They're not going to yeah, come directly well, to exactly. my website, but maybe they'll find me over there. So I don't mind offering my free content on that space because I have it on my space just to share the knowledge with more people. Um, well, that so, is exactly yeah. the point because uh, the folks who and people hearing this and seeing it should know that the folks who have the free content out there are just like they're, they're proving their skill that, that they're good they're getting legitimate content and by the way just so folks know i have turned down content <laughs> if you go uh, you'll see uh, one of the links up toward the top uh is uh, what the requirements are and uh, number one it's got to be educational Mm -hmm. It's we're not talking infomercials here. We're talking about real and because that's kind of the world I come from, right? It has to be educational stuff. And uh, now I also though uh, want folks to, who put out the content. I think like everybody might to get something out of it. So you know you're happy. I'm happy to have you talk about your business as you know here at, you know, at the end, of the beginning, or you know showing out up uh, showing what you do as uh, uh, with your branding on or whatever. I think that's good. But the content. Is is valid, and that's the important. Right. Yeah, that, um, that's that's key. Right, and even yeah. right now, we we we've talked about affiliate linkage too. But right now, we don't have even any affiliate. Yeah. So everything we're doing together is completely just so you guys know. Like with transparency, we might do affiliate marketing or affiliate links in the future, absolutely. But it's one of those things where oh, if my if somebody buys a course yeah. of mine on nonprofit.courses, Matt gets a cut because he's the one hosting that that website. Yeah. It does it's cost kind of money to host. Yeah. So yeah. and I don't mind <laughs> ask my wife, she knows. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I definitely don't mind giving any kind of, you know, commission on that because and it's just a part it's not a part that the consumer would pay more on that. Yeah. It would just be a part that I wouldn't get it would go towards Matt because oh. he's providing so, that, you know. so so actually if anybody does like really big direct mail, they may may or may not know it works very similar to that. Mm -hmm. So if you go to a list broker, mm -hmm. they are experts. I know I know a couple who are really great at this and they they're able to pull together little nuances of different kind of lists and pull together a really good master list. And then you buy that list or you rent it, right? Well, they get paid not from you but from the people who are providing the list. 
Right. You know, if you say, oh, I'm going to be clever here and go around my friend Joanne, you know, and, and her thing, right? Well, what you're going to pay is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Because they'll just pocket the difference and you go through the list broker and you get expertise with that. Right. Right. So in some respects, it's, it's a similar kind of model that way. So, right. Anyway. Absolutely. So yeah, I yeah. love that you're doing it like that. When you told me, I said, you're going to charge for a membership or anything? And you're like, no, it's totally going to be open. I'm going to try to just get advertisers to come on that, you know, like yeah. you said, that I have to do with a nonprofit world. So it makes sense, you know, for, for that. So well, um, information wants to be free. <laughs> so let's yeah. get it out there. Yeah. So I think it's great what you're doing. And once again, you have a lot of different content experts. It's continuing to grow. You vet those people. So it's really good educational information. So for, for those of you listening or viewing, I mean, definitely check it out. Nonprofit.courses. If you would like some great information on all of this different content in the nonprofit world, and there's definitely a lot of stuff out there. And I saw my friend Jenny Hargrove is on there. I was like, oh, yeah. Jenny! Ooh, she's amazing. She does some great stuff. I just met her in Nashville. And oh, yeah. June. Yeah. Yeah. We met well, and, and that's, besides the videos, I have podcasts on there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I link to podcasts through that. I want to, I don't know, you know, we have to find out whether I have your link on that too. I don't know. We got to check that out. I was already like, oh, I need to like adjust my bio and stuff. Yeah. So I need to, um, let me look at that and we can, uh, yeah, definitely make sure the podcast is on. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. I, because that's the other thing too. I, 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 I mean, I put, and by the way, I put up whole podcast link. Now this, this particular episode will probably be on there separately, but yeah. for the most part, what I do is podcast, um, like the whole, the whole show because uh, doing, you know, there's so many episodes that come out of our podcast, it just gets, you know, it'd be overwhelming. (laughs) So this uh, is great. So you don't only have content to courses, but there's downloadables. I know people that first put downloadables, mini videos, they do podcasts, like you said. And then of course, if you link to their websites and stuff, there's different blogs that people write about. So Definitely well, the blogs are actually linked on there. Uh, if you go to the content expert page, you'll see their blogs linked through there. That's, that's <laughs> perfect. So yeah, yeah. you've got it all together. So it's like a one-stop shop for... Well, the, the other, well, and speaking of that, the, the newest rollout, and honestly, I haven't done as well on this as I want to yet. But now by the time people see this, we should be in full gear, is a, a, a live events calendar. Oh, nice. So if somebody's doing either webinars or podcasts or actual on the ground live training, Mm -hmm. what a a concept. Uh, It's uh, the the person who's doing it can post it on the site. uh, And, um, and if somebody's listening to this or seeing it and has their own that they want to put, just go to the website. You'll see the link to the, to events and you'll see the forms there and just pop in the information and we'll get it on for them. Oh, that's great. Okay. Perfect. So um, how about, are you on social? Is there a way for people to follow oh, yeah. social? Or, yep. Yeah. Just, can- uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, um, uh, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? uh, uh, all the popular places. Um, is that under uh, nonprofit.courses? Yeah, it would be nonprofit.courses or uh, some iteration of that, uh, depending on what was available. <laughs> right, right. So on Twitter, it's uh, NPDOT courses, I think, uh, or something like that. Right, because couldn't get the other. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, well, the big one's Facebook and LinkedIn. It's not profit courses. Okay, okay, that's great. And then an email if people want to get a hold of you. Maybe they're yeah. Um, what 
is specific to me is Matt Hug, M-A-T-T-H-U-G-G, mm -hmm. at nonprofitedu.com. Perfect. That uh, I find, as much as I love having the top-level domain dot courses, it hasn't become something that people are used to getting in their email, and the filters tend not to look at that that care, that well. So that's why I picked up nonprofitedu.com, so that it's just cleaner for folks to be able to receive things. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah, there's all yeah. those those backstories <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> on really. business, right? I know. <laughs> and you also, before we get off, I just want to yeah. mention too, you also have a book out there. So can you oh. talk about your book real quick? Yeah, yeah. a couple of them. Uh, let's yeah. see. I have I have three, whoops, that one's not mine. Uh, three. Books. <laughs> so this is um, uh, The Philander's Family Values, which is a, um, actually it's kind of a fun book. If anybody's looking for scenarios for like a board meeting or whatever, and that they want to um, uh, have them read something, and then I have uh, questions afterwards about the scenarios. And believe the scenarios are, are fun, odd, and a lot of what the, you call Easter eggs in them. It's kind of neat that way. Okay. Um, I have a um, guide to nonprofit consulting. Uh -huh. uh, that's out there. Both of those are on Amazon. And I, am, I wrote the marketing chapters for the, um, uh, this is the healthcare nonprofit uh, keys to effective management. Uh, this just came out like in the last month. It's oh, wow. kind of a, it's a reader. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, partnered with a, a fellow down at Drexel University, people together a team of us uh, on that. So, uh, like I said, the marketing chapters are mine in that, and there's some a lot of really good content there. That's great. Is that also an academic? That that is uh, yes, it is uh, Healthcare Administration Press out of Chicago. Wow, that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, there so you go. Uh, published author right there. Yeah. <laughs> So you can put in the show notes too, links to your book so people can yeah. want to check those out. Um, I know it's great having scenarios, great having kind of some samples of how do we address these conversations in the boardroom. That's really important. Um, yeah. Put a fun little game in the back of this. And this, this was basically built for my own teaching. And uh, I have a, a game in the back for um, how to uh, ask for major gifts. And I have... Um, uh, you know, general, I mean, this, this, a lot of folks find this very helpful. Uh, and honestly, two things. Number one, they find it funny, I, I think. <laughs> they Which is very me. refreshing for nonprofit well, stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, it's, I, I took a lot of the, the uh, my experience goes into that. Let's put it that way. For <laughs> a lot of people uh, I've worked with. But um, also, it's, it, it's engaging in a contextual way. So I used to ask in my classes, you know, can fundraising happen without democracy, right? And talk about that academically, right? Here, we contextualize it in a completely different manner, and you're able to, to make it part of a story and talk about it in terms of the characters. And I think people learn better that way, which Absolutely. is why it shows up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. great. I love that. I'm going to have to get that book. That's Oh. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so I'm going to get a copy. But um, yeah, so I'll definitely be linking to that. So once again, Matt Hug, um, you can definitely find him, nonprofit.courses. Anything else you'd like to add before we get off here, before we wrap it up, Matt? No, I really have enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I, I, this has been a lot of fun, and I encourage people, please go. And if you see anything on there, or excuse me, let me flip that around. If you don't see mm -hmm. something that you want to see, pop me a note. 
uh, there's a contact page, it comes right to my desk, and I'll find it. Uh, right. We'll uh, see if we can find uh, some content for you on that subject. Happy awesome. to do it. Yay, awesome. Thank All you right. so much, Matt, for being with us today. Thank and you so much, Holly. I look forward to continue to uh, partner with you. So Yeah, yeah. Awesome. always been fun. Right. All right, we'll see you later. Yeah. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe, and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this grant writing and funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com. 